The Big Bets on Campus podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign-up offer for our listeners. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit $20 or more can make their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's right. If you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk-free up to $1,000 in eligible states. To get started, all you have to do is click on the Action Network link in this episode description. Okay, let's get things started. All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by WinBet. This is the week five college football betting recap and week six look ahead. I'm stuck in with me as always is Colin Wilson. A little somber today, but uh, at least it was painless. I can't be a part of social media during Razorback games because I spend my entire week trying to be objective with my write-ups. If I need to go contrarian on my alumni, And then when game day actually gets here, and I think everybody understands that, but when game day actually gets here, my 88-year-old grandmother's in the house. My family's in the house. My friends are in the house. And when Arkansas takes a loss, you'd think a member of the family died. And so when you get shut out, like I just couldn't be a part of social for like three or four hours. Now, it turns out I veered off to my media room to go watch the rest of the football game, see Cincinnati, like have this big comeback in in the betting for the day for me, right? And my grandmother's calling into the voicemails. And I come downstairs and I hear grandma's called into the voicemail. Like, what are you saying? Grandma called into the voicemail. I was like, oh, shit. This is going to be a spicy week of voicemails. That was your grandma? My grandmother called the voicemails. And, and, and I listened to the first 30 seconds. There's a lot of Iowa fans. So I stopped. Then I was like, all right, let me be surprised. So I can't and, wait to hear this. And let's get something straight. Like, my wife is from Iowa. And I know we have a lot of guys on staff at Iowa at the Action Network. But my wife is from Iowa. So every time there was a turnover... Every time Talia Tagovailoa threw an interception, she sat five feet behind me and went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't, this Iowa stuff is just, is out of control. I can't wait to hear these voicemails. We're going to get torn up. My my grandmother, my 80-year-old grandmother that's on the voicemails, she married and had four kids, my mom, up in Iowa, up in Fort Dodge, Iowa, got a divorce in like 73, came back down to Arkansas and hates the state of Iowa, which is why I think she used the term corn-fed. So anyways, it, there's so much Iowa, Arkansas going on and the, it, the voicemails are going to be great. What was your ultimate takeaway from that game? Like, was it for me? It was, wow, Georgia is so good and legit. And obviously it was a tough environment. And once that fourth down, they didn't get that stop on fourth down, that missed tackle. I knew, I saw the writing on the wall um, yeah. and well, 14, nothing. You just didn't want Arkansas playing from behind in that environment with their offense. And they get the fourth and one it's 14, nothing. And look, all the credit in the world to Georgia. They were awesome. But getting that big in that big of a hole that early, it was uh, we knew it was going to be a long day, right? 
You know, listen, Georgia is tied with Alabama and PR. Uh, no other team. I haven't had, I haven't had them. Yeah. No other team in college football is within nine and a half points of these two. And I think <laughs> there's something that we need to, I need for myself as a handicapper to step back from the numbers. And, and I said it on the podcast last week, if Arkansas tries to go anything East to West, the talent and the speed and the Georgia defense will get, will, will tear down anything. We try to go East to West. The only successful plays we had was trying to run it over a guard or trying to run it over, you know, Stromberg at center. That's it. Other than that, we had more penalty yards than rushing yards. Uh, Georgia absolutely 100% should be priced the way they are in the national championship futures. Uh, this uh, this is, I mean, we, we said they, we said they'd be the national championship game. The, the, I mean, I, I give them all the credit in the world. Arkansas. I, I mean, we just don't, we don't have the guys. We don't have the dudes. And uh, you know, I don't know if we're ever going well, to be down 14, nothing off the bat on the road there. I mean, it's tough. Well, Pittman it's a tough, tough ask. Pittman knew, Pittman knew, right. We got to get points on the board. We're not going to have any chance to get points on the board. I don't blame him for trying that, that chip shot, but you know, we, we just don't have the dudes and Georgia has all, the, I mean, when you're lining up seven, 300 pounders on the offensive line to get a yard or two, who, who's stopping that? Alabama's yeah. defense. No one's stopping that. Yeah. All the credit in the world with Georgia. If you laid it with Georgia, you know, sometimes people are, people are always like, oh, everyone, everyone is on. Our, sometimes those games hit like everyone is on this side. More often than not, especially in the NFL, they don't, but it's, you know, 60, 65%. Sometimes you got to take a stance and you say, I'm riding with uh, Joe Public. And everyone seemed to have an Arkansas ticket. I mean, like we had plus 18 and a half, it closed 15. It just didn't matter. So if you did bet Georgia, good for you. It was a great bet. Uh, and it just it felt inevitable right off the jump. But uh, before we get into best call, worst call, bet regret, recapping the weekend, of course, we have to start with the aforementioned voicemails. Let's get into it. By the way, 959, bad beat. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Stuck. Didn't get to call in last week. Wasn't walking out of Kinnick. Was walking out of a church for a fall wedding. Cardinal sent. Anyways, get to the office this morning. Collins got his Maryland three and a half. Saw you hit Maryland plus four early in the week. Kirk Ferentz, 26 and one against the spread in his last 27 as a road favorite. Hawks by a million, boys. Calling the shot on Wednesday. That's a great call, brother. Seriously. Nailed it on a Wednesday, respectfully on the voicemail. You got to drop your Twitter handle or something or your action handle so people can follow you when you make a call like that. Uh, Iowa fans, by the way, man, I love them. They're like, I live in Kentucky. All we have in Kentucky is Kentucky basketball. Well, maybe football for another weekend. It's our team. People in the state are so passionate about Kentucky basketball. Iowa, it's Iowa football, man. Like, you know, basketball team's pretty good too. But people live and die with their team. So woo, I assume we're getting a lot of voicemails. I got a lot of tweets. I was getting credit. I'm getting credit for the Iowa wins. They say I fade them. Guess what, Iowa fans? You're going to hate to hear this. I might be on you this week. Now we're going to get a lot of voicemails. <laughs> wins. I'm going to be blamed for the loss or the win. Or nothing I can do is right. But I will say, before we get into more Iowa voicemails, I was impressed. They obviously had a couple fortunate turnovers. But here's the thing. I'm an objective person. For the past 15 years, I was always in the top 20 in turnover margin. 
They always have great special teams. They're always on the positive side of penalties. Well-coached team. They've been getting a little extra fortunate this year, right? And like Demas getting hurt and snapping his leg and having to put the ball on the turf. It changes the whole game. It's like, here's seven points, and then our best player is going to lead the game. It's a big swing. But what Iowa did show me last week was some offense. They opened up the playbook. They were actually able to throw the ball. This is a team I had ranked outside the top 100 in offense, right? The great defense, great special teams, well-coached. I just thought they couldn't move the ball, which they haven't been able to do. The play calling last week was so much better. Peaches was actually making plays. Goodson looked great in the backfield. Like, eight. So I gave them a huge bump offensively, as they deserve. So it was nice to see Iowa move the ball and not just win with, you know, 100 yards of offense. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Iowa, if you look at their success rate, they uh, exceeded national averages in passing down standard, standard downs. The middle eight was won by our favorite coach, Kirk Ferentz, uh, 10 to 0. Uh, they achieved 57% of available yards. That is 13% above national average. The offense wasn't lifeless. It actually moved and had explosive plays. And they, you know, going on first down, like it was they, nice to see. They averaged 8.7 yards in passing downs. I mean, they they did a really they did a really great job from an offensive perspective. Yes, there was seven turnovers. Yes, Maryland had six offensive turnovers, and that you know goes into the score. But I mean, you can't negate the fact that Iowa did have a very functional and a little bit of explosive offense. No, here's the thing. A football game changes with one. It could change with one turnover, the whole dynamic of a game. But Iowa deserved to win and cover that game. And listen, we'll talk about it later in the week. I might be on Iowa, and uh, maybe I'll come. I can't actually come to Iowa City because we got Kentucky LSU for the national championship here per everyone in Lexington. All right, moving on. Hey, Stucky. Suck it. Go Hawks. We always love the females calling in. I don't know if it was my wife or not. I think we have your grandmom coming up. That was not her. I hope she was not calling about the Hawks. Uh, is that what I said? The Hawks? Hawkeyes. Moving on. Boys, 34 to f- 7. F- disaster. As a one-time graduate of the University of Maryland, 20 f- years of primetime bullshit. I want 11 a.m. Jefferson Pilot Raycom feeds every single week crab cakes and turnovers that's what maryland does tonight go hawk i ended up on freezing takes getting retweeted like 50 times during that game i had a i had a meme of like we're not in kinnick anymore i tweeted out as soon as when maryland took the lead seven three i tweeted out uh maryland iowa couldn't score 50 in 11 years oh boy <laughs> um and they dropped a 50 burger Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I ate some crow. I ate some crow. Rightfully so. Moving on. Gentlemen, you know what? It's Martin from Florida, formerly Chicago. Listen, and I make a terrible mistake of putting $3,000 on Mike fucking Loxley. I want to know, does he roofie the parents? Does he have affairs with the mothers? What does this fat fuck do to recruit? Why would anyone play for this guy? He's a fat loser. Maryland's a disgrace. Scott Van Pelt's bald. I hate Maryland. I hate Maryland. It's bad juju. Mike locks me fat and stupid and sucks. Also, fuck McMurphy. Goodbye. Martin, just please, one time, one weekend, take a Xanax. How is Scott Van Pelt's hairline into the handicap of the Maryland-Iowa game? And it, Oh, boy. I just want Martin to relax. He just, he's going to have a heart attack. Urban Meyer can't win. He's a huge Urban Meyer fan. Oh, really? Who else State is a big fan. Urban Meyer fan these days, huh? 
The one I didn't bet Jacksonville this week. Thank God they didn't ruin my survivor and teaser. Martin, just relax. We know Maryland stunk. We love your voicemails, but save the save that anger for a sad Friday night. And that anger Friday night, you had the whole Saturday to go. Love you. Moving on. Adam in L.A. I don't know what's worse, guys. Could be the fact that this was Colin's favorite bet of the week. It could be the fact that Stucky seems to love to fade Iowa, which just ends up f***ing us all over. But no, it's the fact that I have to go to a wedding tomorrow where the groom's family and friends are all from Iowa, which means I have to sit through a whole f***ing wedding and hear these flyover fuckwits talk about Kirk Ferentz. First of all, that's your fault for going to a wedding in the fall on a Saturday. Um, I wouldn't go to my sister's wedding if it was in the fall. Listen, I, I don't know where this all all this I fade Iowa so they are successful came from. First game, I was on the under. The second game against Iowa State, I would bet Iowa State again, by the way. Then I was on Kent State, which pushed because of a late fumble. Then I was on Colorado State, which covered. And then I was on Mount. I'm two, two, and one on Iowa games. I'm getting, I'm getting credited with all the wins or blamed for all the. I don't even know what's going on. But listen, man, you can't go to a wedding on a Saturday in the fall. Sorry. Seriously, Colin Stuck, love you guys, but these Iowa fans. How much meth are they smoking down in Iowa City that they can't see that they're getting every fucking bounce, every fucking break, every fucking call? Iowa. Iowa's going to end up being an underdog. And a shout-out to to Mo over at WinBet for uh, getting those lines up last night for everybody to see. Could be two and a half, could be two, could be three. We'll see how where the money goes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm moving on from Maryland, and, and I'll just say this one last time. Talia Tagovailoa had not had one single turnover-worthy play the entire season, and that stat is completely in the toilet for him. So I, there's no he went, he went into the game yeah. with fewer interceptions than any quarterback in the country. At the end of the game, no quarterback in the country had more interceptions. How nervous so, did you back Sean Clifford with that stat? Like the fact that Iowa did that to Talia Tag- Tagovailoa is like – I'm not back with Sean Clifford, baby. This is oh, an God. Iowa podcast. This is an this Iowa is podcast. Dumb. Always has been, always will be. Moving on. Bulldog Jim, you fucking asshole. You're up 21 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you're throwing the ball fucking deep down the sideline? Fuck you. That killed the fucking under. God I hope this Michigan team loses all their fucking games the rest of the year. Uh, by the way, this is um, uh, someone calling about the Michigan-Wisconsin game. Again, just dead wrong, trying to back Graham Mertz. There was a Michigan fan. I just retweeted him and said, look at this. There's a Michigan fan, football fan in the wild talking shit, which you haven't seen in years. But I guess a win over Graham Mertz is the, their call to come out. So, yeah, Michigan won. They beat Wisconsin. Uh, I was wrong on that game. Still not overly impressed with Michigan. I mean, were you wrong? Wisconsin just Wisconsin's unbettable. Were you wrong? I mean, Michigan had one explosive drive out of 15 offensive possessions. They were I was wrong for backing Graham Mertz. Well, yeah, I agree. Okay. So yeah, we can I mean, I guess the validity of having money on Wisconsin's another story, but was I mean, Michigan six percent below national average and percent of available yards, you know, overall yards per play was still less than five. The national average is five point four. By the way. Illinois, Wisconsin this weekend, maybe the worst game of the century. How can you say that on UConn UMass week? I said worst game, not best game. And by <laughs> the way, the, in 1995, 
I retweeted this article. We'll just Google it. Wisconsin and Illinois tied. It was the last tie in college football. Three to three. Just go look it up. Read about it. I think this game might be even worse. They might just call it at 0-0 after 17 tries at two-point attempts. Moving on. Oh, my f***ing God, guys. How many times are we going to do this with Wisconsin? I think I would rather jerk off with sandpaper than bet on Wisconsin again. If Graham Mertz's brain was on fire, I wouldn't piss in his ear to put it out. this guy. Uh, by the way, people that are were cheering when Mertz was going out, that's not it. Just a college kid, man. He's having a rough year. It's, it happens. But luckily, Wisconsin will be favored this week. And there is 0.0% chance I am backing Wisconsin as a favorite. Woo, Pig Suey! God, I'm so glad I listened to Colin and Stuck this week. I got my three TVs set up in my living room like 11.45, and I look at my action app and realize I only have one game going in the noon slate. That never happens to me. And it's f***ing over as soon as they kicked off. I just got a f***ing haircut on a Saturday afternoon in October because the only f***ing noon game that I bet on was that abortion of a game between Arkansas and Georgia. Oh, my f***ing God. And they had the game on at the barbershop, and I said, point me at Fear Factor. I'd rather watch Joe Rogan in cargo pants give away f***ing TiVos than watch that piece of shit game. Fuck. Oh, look at me. I'm calling. Oh, I went to the University of Arkansas. Oh, little pig suey. I can't pick a f***ing Arkansas game right to save my f***ing life. Calling. Oh, look at me. I'm calling. I know the wide receiver coach. I know the kicker. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, great. Was, uh, two weeks removed after taking them against Texas and taking them against Georgia Southern. I can't pick an Arkansas Razorback game correctly. Uh, I'd like everybody to know that uh, I dumped about 2,500 words out at theactionnetwork.com for you to go read, and it said Arkansas and the under. So listen, one and one for the game, all right? <laughs> Thank you very much. And Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Like, look, last week... I was on Arkansas, got no cut. I've been with this team for so long, so many ups and downs. It was really disappointing to see one bad game and everyone jumps off the bandwagon that I've been on from the start. Um, yeah. My hogs my hogs will be back, baby. My hogs. <laughs> okay, uh, this is Colin's grandma, and I'm going to let it all out. And this is it. This is the word. This is the word you need to spread across the United States. I saw that game this morning between Ole Miss and Alabama. And I don't know what crazies bet against Alabama. There's a cardinal rule that we have in Arkansas. You don't bet against Alabama. Now, you got to get that through your corn-fed head. You know what I mean? Alabama goes and the rest of them sink. You know, you got the message? Stick it on your forehead. Bye. Oh, my God. I will uh, I have my Alabama shirt on. I'm happy. Well, I, I think she watched the live show, the, the BBOC live show on Saturday morning, and one of us didn't take Alabama. I, I will, I'll let you speak to that, but I took Alabama, so it should be interesting. <laughs> she was now I'm going to hear from McMurphy, your grandma, <laughs> you, book everybody. Man, I can't catch a break. Moving on. Hey, Colin, great call on Texas over 35 and a half and TCU plus four and a half. Somehow, we lost both. Just a f***ing nightmare scenario. What kind of 40-year-old says peace out anyway? Peace out on your stupid-ass Texas and TCU beds. 
I was furious at that game because I was sitting waiting for a six when it was five and a half and then it got hit. So I said, let me just take it. It's never going to six. So I got four and a half and four. And then it obviously ends five, which is not a key number. And TCU turned the turnovers, the muff punt, just, oh my, they should have covered that game. By the way, the round robin that I put in the, the app, I was my the 17 round robin, only loss was TCU. Man, it would have been massive payouts. But yeah, I would bet TCU again there. Was not overly impressed with Texas. The fump, the turnovers killed TCU in the first half. And then obviously, uh, yeah, Atlanta five was tough. First off, I've been uh, podcasting since I was 33 years old and I started saying peace out at the end of every uh, podcast. So uh, you can come at me with your 40 year old man. Listen, that was probably the worst case scenario I've ever seen in my entire life. Steve Sarkeesian decided to, instead of extending the game with a field goal, to go for it on a goal line stand, first, second, third, fourth, and goal. And TCU blocked every single one of them. And we got stopped at 32 points when we could have had a field goal to go to 35 and at least make TCU work to have a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But instead, Sark decided to try to punch it in every time. So over 35, um, I would make that bet again because obviously Texas got into scoring position enough to get over that number. Uh, As far as the four and a half goes, I mean, it was just the perfect storm for, for me to lose a couple units on this game. Uh, that goal line decision and then, you know, TCU's inability to come back and win that game. Uh, so it was a perfect storm to, for a loss. And, um, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but they do happen. And uh, yesterday's a perfect example. Annoying game. Yeah, I went, I started the day. It was so bad. I had Wisconsin, was at the bar, had everything set up. You know, you're juiced for this huge cost over there. Money uh, in Wisconsin, had money on Arkansas, at TCU. So I was like, you know, 14 seconds into the slate, I said, okay, we're going to focus on TCU. Man, I was sweating that entire game and then having it land five was uh, tough. And then I was like, all right, I'm losing every bet today. Luckily, that didn't happen and we ended up okay. But I promise you people, there will be a day, a Saturday, where we get destroyed and lose every bet. There will be more often than not, we'll come out ahead, we'll have a massive Saturday. One of these Saturdays will be massive too, but just know that if you're following along or just when you're betting in general, just don't bet over your heads. You have, if you can't afford to have a, a awful Saturday, you're betting too much. Moving on. Hey, it's Mr. Bowling Green again. Just calling you back. We covered uh, no big deal. We covered every time this year. Uh, I just want some respect. We deserve respect. Tell us how you feel. Thanks. I took Bowling Green and even went against your advice of taking Bowling Green in the podcast. You want to, I, I listen, the fact you're being mentioned in our podcast and our precious time that we do have, and I took it and even told Stucky I'm going against them. There, there's your respect. Shit. Yeah, we talked about I gave him respect. I faded him, but uh <laughs> we gave him respect last weekend. We said McDonald can throw a forward pass, and their defense has been great. Yeah, their defensive coordinator, by the way, should be in the conversation at least for the Royals Award. I mean, that defense is legit. Showed it again. Bowling Green is so much better than I thought. Here's your respect. I swear that's the UTEP guy, though. He's a UTEP and Bowling Green fan. It sounds like just like him. I wonder if he calls in. Minor Nation won again. We got to hear from him at the end, I hope. Stucky, what's up, Degenerate Nation? Hey, dude, keep betting against Alabama. Suck my d- I know this is not popular because it's not the fucking zappies or whatever the fuck. Dude, I think Ole Miss might win this game. Me. Get your fist out of your ass and fucking figure out how to do your job because 
That was horrible. Ole Miss never had a chance. Alabama always was going to win that game. Sucky, fucking blow it out your ass. Thanks. Roll Tide, me. Wait, you, Alabama's always going to win that game as 15-point favorites? Wow, dude, that's a limb. Be careful on that limb. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss just at the at the beginning of the game, those two fourth downs killed him. Well, I did not hear from you though. Past two weeks when I faded Alabama, we have Mercer team total over. We had Florida who should have won outright. But, but, no, don't fade Alabama. Yeah, we hear from you when Alabama covers, of course. But yeah, the last two weeks you were uh, radio silent. I think the plan, you know, was either I think the Alabama went along with the under, you know, which were the two that I had in the game. But I just want to mention that it was a really interesting offensive game plan from Nick Saban. And the fact that they went 70% of their drives had two plus first downs shows that they had no interest in getting into a boat race whatsoever. They wanted to own the clock. They didn't want Lane's offense on the field. The defense did their best job of the year, but offensively they wanted to get down and dirty in the trench and make it a grind. 70% of two plus first downs is almost double the national average. This was not an Alabama team that was taking home run shots and trying to get into a boat race. Uh, so, I mean, the under just cruise. It was easy. Yeah, Alabama, well-deserved cover. They won by 21, should have been more. Uh, I was wrong on the game. I will be wrong on many, many more. Roll Tide. Well, besides bull season, it's this, my second most favorite time of the year. It's Brock over, baby. I mean, can you imagine having a pulse and not laying a single cent on Brock Party? In f***ing October? Can you imagine? Brock f***ing Tober. Woo! Hey, fellas. I know I'm a Hawkeye. And I know I told you we'd be betting on Brock Tober in October. But come on, guys. You guys got scared away from that? Brock It's here. We ride those clowns and enjoy the money train until they embarrass themselves in November. All right, we're back. You hit it. I did not. I am sad. Bet regret. I'll get into it right now. Bet regret. Brocktober. Uh, <laughs> Iowa State is back. At this rate, they could win the national title. Who knows? You might have four, a four-loss team in the college football playoff. Uh, Brocktober is here. If there's ever a if if in the future there's a I don't know, a meteor that hit lands somewhere and hurts nobody, just there's no sunlight for a month, right? And we have to start college football on October first. Iowa State futures all day, but yeah, October is back. Good call. Yeah, it was a huge number and it was above the projection, but you just lay it and you don't forget it and. uh at first half of that, too, was a joke. Even at 28-0, Kansas throwing in zone INTs. Uh, Iowa State has the week off. Right now, as it sits, Iowa State at Kansas State is projected at Iowa State minus five on the road in Manhattan. Uh, I don't care. Uh, we're going to be laying it on the Cyclones. Uh, best call, worst call. I did my bet regret, which is Brocktober. Worst call is... Uh, I laid 14 and a half with Vanderbilt. You called me crazy. I was crazy. I'll never live it down. I'll never, ever live it down. Best call, Nevada. You got the bad beat hotline right after you gave it out, too. I said, what are you doing? Here's the bad Un- Unbelievably. <laughs> unbelievable, man. My be- best call is Nevada. Oh! Arizona State. 
Guess what? Arizona State's the third best team in the country. We'll debate that later in the week. Stuck. Watching the end of this Clemson-Boston college game where Boston College absolutely just shit down their f***ing pants on a shotgun snap. Look to the crowd, and Clemson's going ape shit like they just won another national championship. A bunch of f***ing losers. What are you doing? You beat a hockey school. One of my favorite tweets of the weekend was uh, this picture of these Clemson fans going crazy. This is probably the same caller who tweeted this, saying, look at Clemson cheering for beating a hockey school at home because they fumbled inside the 10. I got news for you, people. Clemson is as bad as we thought, probably worse. And uh, I don't know, maybe the, the secret's out and there's no value left. I was happy that they, it's actually Saturday when that game, so I wanted them to lose and it would have been great for Boston College win total. Clemson's is awful. They're, they are awful. They're a top, they're a pot, they're in poverty status right now. And uh, watching Dabo is, is just hilarious right now. Yeah, the Dabo rah-rah after the game. Like, I mean, come on, give me a break. How far has Clemson fallen? Right now, if Arkansas and Clemson played on a neutral field, I'd make it Arkansas minus two, and I'd hammer that line. That Arkansas offensive line would kill Clemson. I, I just I you know how bad Clemson is. I would bet Graham Mertz at home against them at pick. Freezing cold takes may come back for you on that one, but uh, yeah, that, I mean Clemson's just awful. That's the only team I would bet any more money on Graham Mertz. They played Clemson. <laughs> Moving on. Oregon State minus two and a half, baby. Let's go. Seattle, you're a stupid city because you don't know what to do with those tough salads and scrambled eggs. Love the pod. Thatcher Demko for president. Hey, guys. I'll give you a preview of this week's podcast. Minor nation only covered by one point. Don't brag about that. Hey, guys, let's be honest. This is minor mother effing nation. We just covered again. I'll call every week and let you guys know we covered because that's what we do. So, once again, Minor Nation covered. Colin DeSharp hit his over three wins already, four and one. If we hadn't hit, you know, had such a bad game against Boise, we'd be in the national championship conversation right now. All you haters out there, again, I remind you, if you want to win money, if you want to throw third-grade pizza parties all across the entire country, you bet on UTEP football. Like, we could start a charity to feed every third-grade classroom in the entire country a pizza party if we just got everybody to bet on Minor Nation. This is uh, Tyler from Dallas. How about Auburn, baby? Bo Nick season in full effect. You start him, you bench him, he comes back in. Who gives a shit? He wins ball games, baby. Let's go, War Eagle, baby! War Eagle, Bo Nick season in full effect. Bo Nick season in full effect. I had I had him in my round robin, which was nice. And uh, you called that. You were on Auburn. You were on our money line. By the way, our money round, yeah. our money line underdog piece finally hit, which we needed. Both of them hit. Yep. Off the rough start. Me. When I say we are off the rough start, it was me. You hit a couple and were so close on a few. Meanwhile, my underdogs were getting destroyed. I had the Florida Atlantic against the Air Force. So uh, it was nice to see the money on underdogs come through. And uh, Auburn and Nevada got their first wins against their rivals on the road since the 90s. So great call there. Bo Nick yeah. season. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bo Nick's season to full effect, probably one of the greatest plays I've seen this year. I, I couldn't even believe it when I saw it. I had to clip it and get it out. And, you know, this not only was this, you know, in our money line underdog, not only was this a play on the app, not, it was my best bet on the uh, big bets on campus live show on Saturday, which, you know, I mean, we just don't, I just don't pick out of a hat. So uh, I'm really glad that I Bo Nick. <laughs> I'm really glad that Bo Nix uh, got it done for us. There are things, and 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 frankly, the handicap really came down to uh, the Auburn secondary against a very one-dimensional LSU uh, passing attack, and so it, it was just good uh, to to get that win and and to see that the the coaching staff for Auburn didn't screw it up with any bad play calls. Bo Nix uh, improvising is better than some of the Mike Bobo play calling this year. You look into the numbers. Auburn didn't have an explosive offensive drive, so there's there's still some issues there. The defense, amazing job. You stuffed 40% of LSU's 22 rushing attempts, although everybody is doing that. And then in passing downs uh, and, and, and passing plays, uh, you know, LSU just didn't have any bite whatsoever. Bo Nix on the road, winning there first time in 20-something years. Uh, amazing job by the, the Tigers of Auburn to get the best bet home. So that was, you know, best call was Auburn. I was going to go with Brocktober, but it's Auburn. Worst call uh, is going to be Central Florida losing outright to Navy, and I had I, I had finally people. got you. I finally got you head to head. That's me taking a, <laughs> a service academy catching double digits with no thought process. So uh, I don't, I'm not taking credit for the handicap. I just that's a blind play for me. I have I have yet to dive into that box or like the advanced box today. Like how does Central Florida rank third in defensive line yards and Navy beats them outright? I I don't understand how that happened. Bet regret. I, I can't remember what I said on the pod about them. But I know that we had our pre-production meeting for big bets on campus. I said, I want Georgia Southern to lead off the Moneyline Parlay. And I took them out last minute and, and put in UTEP, which which won Miter Nation. Thank you very much for helping out the show. Once uh, I saw Georgia Southern win, I was like, oh, no, UTEP's going to lose now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so upset and with myself for even saying on the pod. I remember saying on the pod, they'll be running the triple forever, and Arkansas State can't uh, cover it. And what they score? How did they score sixty though? Sixty? <laughs> are you are you kidding me? Sixty. Fifty nine to thirty three. They had. If you look at the box, we just glance at it. They both had five hundred forty yards. Georgia Southern only had twenty first downs. They ran for over five hundred yards. They only had. Tw- yeah. They were just breaking long runs. Like it was amazing, amazing yeah. box score to look at. Ransom their their quarterbacks went a combined three of thirteen for thirty seven yards, and they won fifty nine to thirty three. <laughs> All right, thank you as always for all the voicemails. They were great this weekend. And uh, I don't know what I can do with this Iowa game. If I bet against them and they don't – if I bet against them and they cover, um, we're going to get flooded with voicemails that I faded them again. If I bet on Iowa and they don't cover, I'm going to get flooded that I am the reason that Iowa lost because now I finally jumped on them. The only good outcome of this, I guess from a podcast perspective – the content will be great no matter what. But the only good outcome for all of us is if I bet on Iowa and Iowa covers. And we haven't even brought you in here yet. Yeah. So we'll see, where we, we'll see where we end up later in the week when we go through this. Welcome to the Arkansas conundrum, right? I mean, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Take Texas A&M. I'm blasted by alumni, friends, and people that bet with me. If I, if I take them and they get beat by Georgia – Right. I mean, it, it's it's a really it's a conundrum every week. I love Arkansas being in the top 25, but it, it really presents a social and uh, written and content challenge. A lot of people felt for the Arkansas bandwagon. Us long term fans could see it. coming. <laughs> uh, you were there at the baseball regional, the NCAA Super Regional against NC State. You were at the 94 National Championship game. You've been there the whole time. 
Barnhill Arena no when you're a kid? Nolan Richardson is my <laughs> son's uh, godfather. I don't have a son, but um, all right. Um, that was, all right before you, you and Musselman are and you and Musselman are besties. Musselman's my uncle. All right, <laughs> moving on. As a quick reminder to our listeners, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign-up offer for you guys this season. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit $20 or more can make their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's right. If you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk-free up to $1,000 in eligible states. $1,000. So take advantage of this WinBet offer. Just click on the Action Network link in this episode description. Must be 21 or older to gamble. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get back to the show. The theme going in of the weekend for me was like, all right, these teams, it's a, it's a very difficult it's a very difficult college football season for me to handicap because trying to figure out what these priors are worth. You just have some teams that out of nowhere are not good. And then you have some teams that out of nowhere look great. Like Bowling Green, like wh- where did this come from, by the way? Um, so it's just trying to figure out the priors. Some of the teams that I thought were vulnerable at the top proved to be vulnerable. I think for me, it was okay. Alabama and Georgia have separated themselves who are the other two teams that are going to step up and fill those other college football playoff spots? Because look, Georgia now has a, that's a big win. That's a great win against Arsenal. They already beat Clemson, which now is looking shakier, but they beat Clemson on a neutral that Arkansas win. like, it's very difficult for me to envision either Alabama or Georgia not being in the college football playoff, right? Like I, the, both of them are probably going to be there. Florida goes down to Kentucky Maybe it's Kentucky. What is it? We go to Kentucky in the college football playoff and talk to well, – we can dream about that unless until they go to Athens in two weeks. But who – if you had to say right now, oh, who are the other two teams that are going to be in there? Is it Cincy? Listen, if you went from a power rating perspective, no one's going to like this, but it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Penn State. Can I throw Oklahoma, who I've got a number five in there? Not really. Can I throw Cincinnati up in there? That is going to be the product of Ohio State and Penn State knocking each other off. That's that's going to be the debate. Is Cincinnati going to be above the Penn State, Ohio State? And then after that, you've got all these outliers, right? These one-loss teams between Texas. Uh, you know, Iowa's going to get a Iowa's going to get into this conversation. And uh, you know, there's a lot of one-loss teams out there that that actually can rise up. I mean, Texas is one of those. Auburn's one loss is a respectable loss on the road to Penn State. I mean, I mean, there there are, and they're going to put, play Alabama, but yes, there are paths for Cincinnati to get into this because right now the top four come from two conferences, and those teams are slated to play each other. Cincinnati just needs to sweep the schedule, and they're in. By the way, let me give a shout out to. Uh, by the way, the third best team in the country is Arizona State. But let me give a shout out to BYU. I think BYU has been the most impressive team in the country to me, based on my preseason expectations in a year where. Everyone has so much returning production, right? We've seen Notre Dame struggle. Notre Dame, yeah, yeah, they, they were started 4-0, but we've seen them struggle. Them and BYU were the two teams with the least amount of returning production, and it was by a wide margin, right? You don't have a lot of these six-year seniors coming back to BYU for a reason. You know, they, they a lot of the, they're like 24, 25. They have families. Like, I don't need to come back for another year of college football. This is a team that lost five starters to the NFL, and they're – Every other week, they have a new quarterback in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sataki talked about the depth of this team, but you hear that a lot about, but he was right. And uh, BYU has been extremely impressive. Have to give them a shout out. 
uh, because and they cover again uh, against Utah State with Zach Wilson on BYU last year in the off season. My projections took him down eight points because of returning production turnover with just the entire roster. One of the worst from a transfer portal and returning production standpoint, they lost eight points in the off season. Their power rating right now, exact same what it was at the finish of last year's season with Zach Wilson. That's how great they've been. Yep. Yeah, they've been awesome. So credit to BYU. Uh, what other results did we not get to? Um, Oregon Stanford. Stanford. Woo. Stanford and the round robin getting there. And uh, by the way, if you had the under, congrats. It still hit in double overtime when Stanford won 31-24. Huge win on the farm. Is the Pac-12, I mean, I think I think Arizona State's the best team. The Pac-12, they lost to BYU. The Pac-12 is now essentially eliminated from playoff contention again. The Pac-12 Conference. At least we're not the Big 12. So Stanford, uh, impressive win. Thoughts there? Well, I mean, there's going to be people out there that are going to say Oregon is going to be a good enough team, especially with, you know, what, what happened earlier this season, that they're going to, you know, have a good enough resume to get in. But I, no team out of this is going to come out of this conference with just one loss, or I, I, in my opinion. I mean, I, I know that there are candidates to win this Pac-12 championship with one loss, but I still don't think you're going to make it in over an undefeated. Oregon, Oregon's losing in two weeks at UCLA anyway. I look at the box score with Oregon. It's just, you know, one one explosive drive out of 12 offensive possessions, just – Standard, you know, national average and two plus first downs success rate on passing plays was below national average. They couldn't get any points on the board points per possession inside the 40 on every attempt. They averaged three points. That is uh, well below 3.8 uh, versus Stanford, which was 5.4, which means Stanford scored a touchdown almost every single time they got past the 40-yard line. There were holes in this Oregon secondary that I knew Stanford could expose. And I mean, I'm glad for our, our round robin, but I mean, it's really bad news for the Pac-12. C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. Uh, by the way, Kentucky, big win over Florida and uh, sets up. I wish LSU would have won. Actually, no, I don't. But for the city, it'd still be crazy here. Next weekend, you can get to Lexington. I don't know how many people are going to be at our, our bar at my house at this point. But it'll be awesome. It's Keeneland, LSU coming to town. And then Kentucky goes to Georgia. And then everyone will be on to college basketball season. But it'll be a fun weekend that uh, people will pretend to care about college football. By the way, we have to give out uh, a couple awards. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, leave a review. Reach out to our producer, Matt Mitchell, old boy Uncle Mitch on Twitter. Let's start some stuff to Timo, T-I-E-M-M-E-L. He says, great job breaking down a big chunk of college action every episode. Love the bad beats. Con and group of five episodes. Keep up the good work and the winning bets. Yes, college football only feed now. Group of five. Guys, crushing it. Uh, would not let them on the feed if I didn't trust them. Did not anticipate anyone would be doing this well so far. Give them a listen. Uh, how about A. Farkas? I can't say enough great things about Stucky, Matt Mitchell, and this pod. Oh, he also put throws in Kyle in there. Uh, I have been listening to them for years and still get fired up whenever I hear Tusk playing. Haven't made some money listening to these guys, but I always laugh and have fun listening and also learn so much about the deeper analytics and analysis. Must listen and must download the Action app to follow their picks. Uh, that's what it's all about, brother. And then the last one, we'll give it to uh, Nun Josh. Must listen podcast, exquisite breakdown, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll save you the, the details. Uh, so Mitchell, throw them some gear. The reviews really help us out. Appreciate all of you listening, subscribing, and uh, leaving reviews. All right, Colin, any other games you want to touch on or mention yeah. that we didn't talk about? 
Uh, no, I, I, if I had a rant of the week, it'd be Steve Sarkeesian lining up at the goal line and, and going for it when you could have kicked a field goal and had an eight point lead over TCU. I'm not going to question Steve Sarkeesian's goal line strategy, uh, but a lot of TCU bets lost, a lot of team total overs on Texas lost. Uh, that one was the worst. All right, let it out. This is your rant of the week. I, I got a rant. I got a rant for myself. I woke up in the morning for a second straight Saturday. And I looked myself in the eyes, looking in the mirror, and I say, oh, my, I'm, I just bet I have money on Graham Mertz at noon again. And I felt confident again for the second straight weekend. The next time I do that, I better start putting clown makeup on if I ever have money on Graham Mertz at noon. And I better never, ever feel confident about it. So that's my rant of the week is uh, I'm a clown. All right. Um. Leach, by the way, you and you, you I just love affair with Calzada over. Are you kidding me? Who gives a shit? We got Zach Calzada. I'm never betting on Zach Calzada again. I swear to God. It's over. I mean, yeah, you want me to have a rant? Thank you. That guy's, Thank that you. guy's accuracy is beyond terrible. I've never seen somebody have such terrible accuracy on any pass. It doesn't matter where it is in the end zone. Uh, this Texas A&M team, uh, I think, is progressively getting worse. Uh, the defense, for some reason, can't. How, how are how are you top twenty in passing success rate and letting Mississippi State have explosive passing plays, which is a dink and dunk offense? So I, yeah, I don't mind read, that I was don't a minus fourteen and a half next weekend, and uh, at Texas A&M, that game I thought it was going to be what seven and a half preseason, fourteen and a half. That's how bad Texas A&M has been. And uh, we got to break that game down, and that's what we're going to spend the next couple of days doing before our week six college football betting preview, which will come out late Thursday night. As of right now, I want 0.0 part of Texas A&M next weekend. Do you agree? Oh, I, I'm not t- – I can't bet on – I'm done betting on these guys. I, Jimbo, somebody, somebody, he needs to be fired. Burn that Texas A&M robe that you bought. <laughs> All right. The only other game I think I wanted to mention was, I guess we have to give love to Wake Forest. Is Wake Forest going to win the ACC? Who's winning the ACC? Uh, the way I, I have money on Wake Forest, it was 150 to one. By the time a, a group that I know was attacking this all over uh, Vegas and New Jersey, uh, I finally got a piece at 80 to one. So yeah, I'm I am 100 into the Wake Forest boat. Uh, Iowa is the best team in the country, by the way. What up, Iowa fans? Iowa podcast forever. Always has been, always will be. All right, before we get out of here, let's go three and out. One, two, three. Let's make it a quick three and out. All right, first down here, we got to talk some Thursday night football. Why wait for the weekend? Strap in your fun belts and get ready for Maction. It's midweek madness. Be patient, everyone. There is Maction coming. Soon there will be Wednesday night football, but for now... We only have Thursday night football, but we have two games this Thursday, which is nice. Coastal Carolina. By the way, where is our guy, the caller of the year? Roll fucking shots, baby. I'm the new shot caller, okay? Triple C Dynasty. He hasn't called in. Ice picks. Where are you? Miss you, man. Call in. You're 5-0. Coastal Carolina ranks 16th in the country at Arkansas State. Arkansas State just got done a whirlwind tour of the country. Three straight road games. Gave up 60 points to Georgia Southern. 
scary before you're about to play Coastal Carolina. Arkansas State at home. Short week after three straight road games. Oh, it's a tough spot here. Anything here? I, I don't see how you're not playing Coastal Carolina, even if it – I mean, the projection is Coastal Carolina minus 21 here, and it's probably going to be higher. Uh, but there are so many things in the advanced numbers that are, are just unbelievable uh, discrepancies. I mean, for example – uh, Coastal Carolina, number one in passing down success rate and explosiveness, 128th for Arkansas State. You want to get into middle eight, how, how the coaches are doing when there's four minutes left in the first half and four minutes in the start of the third quarter. Uh, Coastal Carolina is second in the nation in point differential. Arkansas State's 129th. That's just flat-out coaching. And then the biggest discrepancy, tackling grades. Coastal Carolina, top five in the nation. Arkansas State, bottom 10. I can't make a case for Arkansas State, especially when they rank dead last in finishing drives on defense. Uh, this is a coastal, coastal team total. Uh, it's going to be inflated. Everybody's going to be on it, but that's the only way you can play this. And the other game on Thursday night is 4-1 and one Houston at Tulane, who's now 1-4. and four. I cannot stand this Houston team because I came into the year so high on them. And I bet them against Texas Tech, and they had they were up 14 at the half and didn't do anything in the second half, and they've been great since. And they've just been blowing teams out, and uh, I was like, all right, maybe this team isn't as good since that second half, and I downgraded them, and I shouldn't have. So they've been a, a, a tough nut to crack, but they're now 4-1. and one. They beat Tulsa by 35. Extra day of preparation here. Anything? Houston at Tulane? Yeah, I mean, uh, Houston is the look here for me. This is a line that I project at about Tulane minus two and a half. And Houston is going to be the look. There's about 15% precip in the forecast for New Orleans. So I don't think the weather is going to be a big factor. But when you look at the advanced numbers up against each other, I think there's reasons to suggest that I would want to take an under or I would want to take Houston getting some points here. Major advantages, top 30 for Houston, everything on from the defensive splits, from success rate and explosiveness and standard downs and passing downs. This is a pass rush that's 11th in the nation, and, and Tulane right now is outside the top 100 in, defend, in protecting their quarterback. They're also 110th in line yards on offense. They can't get any push, but they still have that pace. They're the 10th fastest team in the nation. That means there's going to be extra possessions for Houston, who's a very slow offense offense another big tackling misgrade here houston's top 30 in tackling Tulane is 120th more importantly Tulane bottom 10 in defense and allowing points on the board uh when teams cross the 40 yard line so for me it's a, it's a houston play probably an underplay because they'll be able to dictate the pace good handicap there make sure you check out actionnetwork.com and the action network app for breakdowns on both of those games later this week we will cover Friday night lights and the entire college football card on Saturday, our betting preview later this week. All right, moving on to second down. Any looks, early looks for next weekend? I'll throw one out here. Uh, the, the Michigan State charade, mirage, whatever you want to call it, ends next weekend at Rutgers. I cannot wait to bet Rutgers at noon on Big Ten Network. Anything you're eyeing for next weekend? Yeah, uh, as we're recording this on Sunday morning, um, 16 and a half just hit for Auburn uh, against Georgia. Georgia, that number should be 11. I, I could, I could hear, I could see a reason oh, next season, baby. I, I could see a reason why you would make Georgia minus 14, but 16 and a half is way too much. And uh, I am, as we are recording, uh, going to get some money pushed across the counter on Auburn 16 and a half. What is in full effect? It's bow time. Boom. Like a powder keg in your mouth. Southern style. <laughs> 
Bonick season at home at Jordan Hare, Jordan Hare and crying war, war Eagle all night. Yeah, something like that. This is an Auburn podcast. Always has been, always will be. All right, and then before we get out of here, third down, you're due. You're, you're due here. Last two weeks, I'm glad the program is back. You usually nail Arkansas. I am rolling with you. Maybe you don't have a take yet, but early thoughts. Arkansas all Miss next week. Could just be a feel. You think you're going to win? Do you think you're going to lose? Arkansas is going to try. I mean, these are two teams that, you know, got blown away. And so we're going to see how they're both going to respond. There are offensive advantages for both teams. Uh, Arkansas is going to be able to establish the rush. Ole Miss is 91st in rushing success rate on defense. Uh, Line yards, they're 70th. Uh, So Arkansas is going to be able to dictate pace and run the ball. Ole Miss, on the other hand, is going to continue to make this a lightning, you know, a lightning round on offense. Uh, and there are reasons to think that they're going to have a ton of success with with Matt Crowell. And, and I think offense is going to get back on pace. I, I think an over for me, I, I don't know how I have this projected around like 55 on a total, but I, I think an over for me is the best way to play this because both teams are going to be able to score when they get into the red zone. Both teams are going to be able to dictate what they want to do on offense. All right, make sure we'll talk more about that game. It should be a fun game at the minimum. Uh, we have a lot of exciting games next weekend. This slate, this slate was very enjoyable. Next weekend slate, also very enjoyable. We're starting to kind of get enough data to work with. This is our time to shine at this point in the year. And uh, we're seeing the teams who are frauds and we're seeing some cream rise to the top. And uh, we're seeing that Clemson still stinks. So thanks for listening. As always, Colin, thanks for joining me. Voicemails are better this week, people. Call us out in our bad takes. Don't forget about the voicemail line. 959-BAD-BEAT. Cry, whine, scream, yell, anything you need to get out. You just want a therapy session? I call sometimes. Talk to our producer, Mitchell, and uh, give it a call. It's always open. But thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Leave a review. Please, it really helps us out. We'll send you some gear, most likely. And uh, it's time for us to go find some winners. We'll catch you all later in the week. Cheers. Peace out.